You are listening to episode number 42 of the Effective Statistician podcast. Understanding leadership deeply, trust, relationship and influence for statisticians. Welcome to the Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen, and enhance your efficiency. Today we talk about building trust, strengthening your work relationships, and get influence to drive positive change. Do you want to improve your leadership skills? Then we have something really nice and special for you. We will have a webinar to train your leadership skills. And this webinar uh, will be done three times through the beginning of the year in January and at the beginning of February. Just go to the effective statistician slash webinar and you will find all that you need to register for this webinar. So just remember theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar and register your interest for this webinar directly there and you'll get all the other information there as well. In today's episode, we will talk exactly about leadership. We will talk about what is actually relationship power. How does trust play into that? Is influence the same as power? How are different? What are the different elements of trust and how can we improve trust? What are ways to build relationships? All these kind of different things we will talk about uh, with examples for statisticians how you can improve that in your day-to-day -day life. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website today at psiweb.org and become a PSI man. Hello, another episode of The Effective Statistician and this time it's another episode also with Gary Sullivan. Hi, how are you doing, Gary? Hi, Alexander. Doing, doing great today. Okay, we'll talk about again about leadership. So, um, what have you been up to in terms of leadership recently? Yeah, so uh, I, I think I mentioned that I, I worked for Eli Lilly Company. Um, I retired at the end of uh, 2017 and have since um, started my own consulting business that's focused uh, specifically on uh, leadership development. So I'm in in the business of, of leadership development full-time now. And as a leadership development consultant, um, what are your typical kind of clients? What What is your ideal customer, so to say? Oh, that I don't know that there's an ideal customer. I think there's lots of different ways that uh, I can help people. So um, a few things that I'm doing is, Uh, developing courses uh, on leadership, uh, teaching courses, 
um, and and working with uh, with clients uh, to help them develop um, their own leadership programs. Um, so it's it's sort of a multifaceted thing. In addition to that, uh, mentoring and coaching a handful of people specifically on helping them develop their their leadership skills. Uh, so I don't know that there's any ideal client, but just uh, a lot of variety of, of things to do in the area. Okay, very nice. So so leadership is really kind of the day-to-day activities that you are now, now in, um, uh, now that you have retired from Lily. But of course, you have been very, very active within Lily as well. Um, I still remember the leadership programs that uh, you were part of uh, the team putting together and um, I, I really very much enjoyed that and uh, in this program I I learned so much about um, what what's leadership is and and um, and what the definition of leadership is and these kind of things and if you listen to this episode and you haven't listened to the other episode with Gary I would strongly recommend you go back to this because um, we talked about what's the foundation of leadership, what is actually the definition of leadership, why it's important to develop leadership skills, and um, what it means if you don't develop them. So um, please go back, just scroll back in your smartphone app and and go back to the other episode with Gary uh, about leadership. But connecting to that... um, Maybe we can start shortly again with the definition of leadership that you so nicely crafted. <laughs> yeah, so the, the way we define leadership, and there are different ways to define leadership, but this is the definition that, that we're currently using. It's uh, the ability to consistently deliver value to an organization or cause by inspiring people to take a specific direction when they have the freedom, when they truly have the freedom or choice to do otherwise. Okay. So it's really about influencing others. And and in terms of influencing others, um, what's kind of the, you know, there's very often this connotation with um, how can you actually influence others? So, so, um what is you know can can we put that into something a different concept so so is it you know is influence power or is influence some, something different yeah the, the word power is an interesting word cuz um when when you talk about leadership i mean people talk about um having authority uh, so, so in a role where you maybe control resources or control budget and you have that power um, and, and whether that's leadership. Um, but the, the going back to your question of um, how, how do we influence, um, in a sense, it's, I think influence in itself with its meaning means that you really don't have power and somehow you need to acquire that power or you need to convince people that have the power uh, to, to basically take up your suggestions or your ideas or, or follow the path that you're suggesting. Um, so in terms of, of, of how do we influence, I mean, that's, a, that's sort of a multifaceted um, 
that's a multifaceted thing and it's it's something that we can certainly get into Mm-hmm. So, so it's not about this, let's say, typical role powers that, you know, because you are the boss, you, you know, control the money, you control other resources. So you have the power to kind of influence things via that. Um, there's one as- other aspect about, you know, power and, 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 you know, controlling things that's about you know, knowledge. Of course, as a statistician, you also have specific know-how, you have, you know, knowledge in terms of your data and these kind of things. Um, is that also something how we can kind of influence others by, you know, just this this, this special knowledge that we have? Yes, I, I think that's always part of it. Um, so certainly um, our, our technical knowledge or our technical competence um, is important in influencing. Uh, it's important, in, in, if in no other ways, uh, just having the technical know-how uh, to um, implement um, or execute a certain type of, of statistical method. Um You know, to if you're trying to convince someone to use a Bayesian approach, you know, having a technical understanding of Bayesian methods uh, is required in, I think, in some ways to, to be able to influence them to do that. I think the, 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 the trouble statisticians have sometimes is that they think that influence is all about um, making a technical argument. And um, that's, I think, th- those are the places where Uh, we can get frustrated or get into trouble. So, so can you give an example how that such a conversation would, you know, look like if someone, you know, just kind of relies on the technical arguments for, let's say, using a Bayesian approach? Yeah, and I'm, I might use an example maybe closer to home for me. So when I worked as a technical statistician, um, I did a lot of work uh, designing Uh, experiments in an industrial setting. Um, many times you are faced with um, operational constraints. Uh, so for example, if, if I were uh, designing an experiment um, in the in a, a biomedical or a bioresearch type situation, so in a fermentation plant or a purification setting, sometimes they could only run experiments. Let's suppose they only had um, five bioreactors and those reactors ran on a, uh, a one-week basis. Um, and so this is a real simple example, but if I came in and said, well, I want to I design an experiment um, to, to optimize you know, two different factors and we'll do it with uh, 12 experiments, Well, someone could look at me and say, well, that's that's nice and it looks good on paper and technically I'm sure it's sound, but we can't execute such a thing. Um, or another example might be if they had a hard to change type of factor. Uh, for example, something like temperature that they had to ramp up um, over a period of time. Um, those are some of the types of things that you'll need to know uh, to appropriately influence. Uh, so, so those sort of operational structural type of, of variables. Uh, so in general, it's understanding some of those operational or structural type constraints um, that are 
that are also valuable in influencing. And, you know, some of the example, the example I just gave is, is a pretty simple example. Um, but you can get into um, more challenging type of operational or structural constraints with the, the bigger type of influence that you're trying to make. So, so how can you kind of, um, if you if you have these objections of, you know, we can't implement that here, you know, there's these um, constraints here from a technical perspective, from, you know, just a, how things are set up. Um, there's one thing, of course, to know about that, but there's another thing, how can you actually learn about it? Yeah, and those are, I think, the some of the the building blocks. I would say of of leadership, um, and and th this is these are even I think some building blocks just in in being an effective statistician is to 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 understand as much as you can about um, the area, the the business, the science um, that that you're supporting. Uh, so I think I think of it a, a lot of it just has to do with. You know, once you start collaborating with certain people, um, understanding as much as you can about um, what they're doing, how they're doing it, the constraints that they face, their goals, their objectives, the challenges they face, what keeps them up at night, all those types of things um, give you at least a, a basic understanding of some of the some of the operational challenges and some of the constraints that that they have to deal with. I think you're bringing up a very, very important point. It's, it's not about you. It's about the other person. You need to understand what keeps him up at night or her up at night. You know, what are their problems? Not about what are your problems. So, so I think it's, um, if you want to influence someone, you need to see things from their perspective. Um, and, and so I think that is the first, first, very, very important point because, you know, as long as you kind of stick with all kind of your knowledge about statistics, um, your understanding of the situation, you can't really move forward. Uh, you need to, you know, view the problem or the, 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 the topics that you are talking about from the other person's perspective. Yes. I mean, maybe we, we can back up a little bit and I would say the first thing you need to do is to, to gain their trust. Um, so the, the you know, a, one formula might be you need to deliver first, maybe what they're asking for, um, to, to, to let them, um, see your technical competence, but also to let them know that, um, you're trying to help them. Ultimately, you're trying to help them. Uh, so that that's one place to start is to just try to gain their trust. So, so how do I get that? How can I improve the trust with my uh, with my colleagues, my cross-functional colleagues? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a great, really good question. Um, there's um, I've thought about this a lot. I've read about it uh, quite a bit. Um, people will sort of have different formulas for trust. Um, and I think one sort of simple one that, that I've adopted is it's about three, the three C's. Um, 
One is competence, one is character, and one is caring. Uh, so in a sense, you need to, to demonstrate that you're competent, um, not that you know everything, but you know enough to be able to, to contribute to, to their project or their, their cause or their initiative. Um, another is that you care. And, and again, the example I gave by simply delivering maybe first what they ask you to do, demonstrating that you're a team player. Uh, demonstrating that you want to help them achieve their goals, um, lets them know that you care. And, um, and then the third being character, that's, that's a little bit harder to define. Um, but I think there's, there's sort of a, an ethical piece to it. Um, uh, what are your values? What are your principles? Um, are you taking, um, a legitimate approach? Are you authentic in, in, in who you are and, and how you're doing things? Um, and, and I think those three things, um, if, if you can demonstrate to people that you're competent, that you have strong character and that you care about what you're doing, I think the, the trust will follow. Okay, let, let's dive a little bit deeper into these uh, three C's of competence, character, and caring. Uh, That I like actually very much. So in terms of competence, well, we are all hired by the organization to actually do the job. So, so aren't we just by default competent? I, I think there, yeah, there, there's some assumption um, that, that you are, but I think in some ways that still has to be demonstrated. And it, it may not just be technical competence, but it may be you're competent enough to Uh, to be able to, to interact with others, to understand um, the, the problem that uh, the team is trying to address, um, that, that you understand at least at some level uh, the, the challenges that they face. Uh, so I think, I think it's, it's, it's not just our statistical competence, but I would say just a, a, a technical type of competence that... Um, We, we can understand enough about the problem, the challenge, uh, the initiative, the goals, um, that people are convinced that we can be a, a valued contributor to the team. Yeah. So my, my, you know, my experience in terms of this competence is, you know, it's very much kind of, okay, where do I get kind of competence from, you know, when I worked with, uh, with someone, how do I know whether that person is competent? And, um, of course there's kind of, you know, you, you look into, um, you know, what do people tell about this person? You know, um, what do my colleagues tell about that person? You know, have they had a great, you know, um, experience with me helping them? Um, What is, um, you know, the, do you have, do you have a track record there? You know, um, is it, you know, what is your supervisor talking about? You know, you know, how, how are you introduced? By whom are you introduced? So all these kind of different things can actually, uh, help to show to the other persons that you're actually competent. Uh, it's my perception. What do you think? Yeah, in some ways, it's it's a reputation or a brand. Um, certainly, yeah, your past experiences 
I think, I think help, uh, define, um, your competence. Uh, so it's, it's a really good point in that, you know, everything you do becomes part of, of your reputation, um, and, and sort of, um, establishes your credibility. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's a big part of this is, is do you have a demonstrated track record of, um, being technically sound, um, contributing to, to projects, those types of things. Yeah. So, so let's go to the second part, the caring that we talked about. Um, you, you mentioned kind of that it's important to kind of understand their, their goals and, uh, that you take care of that. So, um, How do I actually find out about the goals of the other person? Yeah, I think that's that's the part of um, you know when when you're working with whether it's an, an individual or a team um, to to first understand the, the 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 goals of the individual, the goals of the team. Um, so I, I think actually there there's another C that can come into play here, which I think is important. Um, And it, it, it may even sort of lend itself to, to additional trust and that's curiosity. Uh, so, so showing a curiosity about, okay, what are, what are the objectives of the team? What is it that you're working on? Um, how is this going to make a difference, uh, in, in the, the goals of the greater organization? Um, and then getting into specific details as to, you know, how, how do you, How, do, how does that work scientifically? What's, what's the process behind that? Um, what's, what's the process from a, from a business standpoint? Showing interest in, um, in those things that they're doing, how they're doing them. Um, I, think, I think all that um, lends itself to that, that understanding and that sort of initial demonstration of, of caring about um, what what the, the goals of the individual or the team are. The flip side of that is if you come in to a team and don't um, demonstrate that sort of level of curiosity or wanting to understand everything and want to initially or um, immediately sort of impart your ideas uh, of how to do something better, um, that's, I would say, the opposite of caring. That's, that's more um, wanting to... To, to maybe place your own uh, interests or goals above the team. So you, you can think of it sort of that way too, is, is what not to do. Yeah, I think we probably have all been in these situations where, you know, you, you have been, you know, working on some project and since there's a new person coming into the team and, you know, uh, says oh we need to do things completely different now and we need to do this and this and this and i know better because you know i have done that before and and all these kind of things you probably run into problems if, if you act like that so so because you know exactly what you mentioned is is missing this caring part yeah so so i think the um and for me where's where i Where it's really important is listening to the discussion about um, where are the pain points of the different people. 
know, is it that they are most concerned regarding timelines, as I'm most concerned about, you know, will that, you know, make it more complex for them? Uh, is it, are they concerned that it will cost more? You know, is it concerned that they, you know, um, can't maybe explain it to, to their peers? You know, um, if, if you come up with this, you know, super complex method to, to do something, um, are there concerns that they need to then explain about it, you know, and they don't understand it? So, so what are really kind of the pain points of the different people and understanding, you know, these kind of things and caring there in terms of um, understanding these and then helping them to, to how your solution or your change that you want to have, um, how that actually helps them. So I think that's and then the other part. Yeah, I think I think sort of simply stated, um, you know, and I think this is one of of Covey's uh, seven rules: is is uh, seek to understand, then to be understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Covey is a really really great resource. So so, so um, if you haven't read any of his books, then, then I would strongly recommend them great resource for, for learning about leadership and, and uh, these kind of things. In terms of character, can you expand a little bit more about, uh, about that? Yeah, that's, it, that's a tough one, actually. Um, um, someone sort of described it as um, not what you do or how you do it when people are watching, but what you do and how you do it when people aren't watching. Um, I, I guess I like to think of, of character, as I said, as having um, some, some level of, of um, principles, uh, ethics, um, maybe doing things the right way, doing things consistently um, in terms of your, your temperament, your, your practices, uh, a, a lot of those types of things. Um, that that's something where it's 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 a a word that I still sort of struggle to to give a definition to, and it's one of the things I'm trying to to sort of find maybe a, a good reference or a good way of of describing it. But um, that's that's about the best I can do right now. So so I'm I'm just thinking about a person that has a lot of competence. You know, knows exactly what he's talking about. You know, obviously has lots of expertise and, and these kind of things. And I even maybe get the feeling that he cares about my goals and these kind of things. But there's problems with his character. So I don't see that he's, you know... Uh, he plays a fair game, you know, he, he um, maybe cheats or maybe, you know, has, has been, you know, I, I get the sense that, you know, uh, there's maybe some hidden agenda or these kind of things going on. Then, you know, he could be, you know, the most competent person and look very, very caring. I still wouldn't trust him. So, so I think that's why, you know, this, character is, is is important because it kind of if that is missing 
people still, you know, by definition will not trust you because you're not, you know, uh, people can't believe that, you know, what you will actually tell them or promise them, you'll, you know, hold to. Um, yeah. Um, as, as you were talking, so a couple other, I guess, words kind of came to mind to me of um, integrity, uh, humility, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even sort of personal accountability. Do, does that person, you know, when when they say they're going to do something, do they do they do it? Do they hold themselves uh, accountable to doing it? Uh, are they willing to, to take blame when they're at fault? Um, and, and when they do something well, do they, do they basically, um, give the credit to others or do they take it themselves? Uh, so I think those are a lot of the types of things that, that, uh, lend themselves to, uh, someone of, uh, strong character. Yeah. You know, and I think we have all been in these kind of situations where, you know, we worked with someone. And at the end of the project, you know, maybe something went south or the complete project went south. And then, you know, there's the finger pointing starting and there's, you know, uh, people talk about behind your back and, and these kind of things. Um, this is really kind of where, where char- character comes to light, you know, in these kinds of situations. And um, if you... If people have a bad feeling about that aspect, this third C, then uh, I think that limits the power very much. See, and of course, it's the other way around as well. You know, if, if that is, um, if you have seen that, you know, this person takes the credit for team achievement, that also speaks to bad character. So, yeah. so or, and and these kind of things has nothing to do with competence. They have nothing to do with caring. Um, they have to do with character. So so that's I think why you need this third C uh, of competence, character, and caring. Um, in terms of um, improving these things, well, I think it's pretty obvious how to improve competence. Um, I would guess it's pretty difficult to improve character. <laughs> um, how about the caring aspect? How can you improve that? Yeah, I think I've I've um, observed statisticians that have have gotten better about um, caring and, and even character to some extent. Because um, I, I think you can you can develop maybe a reputation of being. Um, maybe more out for yourself or looking for uh, the praise or the recognition. And um, you, you can turn that around. I mean, you, you can you can start to, to be more of a team player. You can defer the recognition to others. Um, you can really work um, in the best interest of the team. And, and by actions, I think you can you can change the way people think about your character. Um, in terms of caring, <clears throat> Um, again, I, I, I think of, uh, a situation where maybe someone is not thought of as caring, um, is someone that's, that's maybe part of a team that, that doesn't, doesn't come to the meetings consistently, um, that maybe is, is, is distracted while they're at the meetings. Um, someone who maybe, 
um, only delivers on part of their commitments. Um, so in order to improve that, you can do, do just the opposite. You, you show that you're dedicated to the team. Um, you're, you're focused and attentive um, when working with the team or when working with individuals on the team. Uh, you make sure that you deliver on your commitments that you're seen as reliable um, and that you even would step up to do things that maybe um, aren't your responsibility necessarily, that you do what it takes to, um, to, to, to keep the team moving forward. Um, I think those are all ways that you can, yep. you can um, improve uh, how people look at you in terms of how much you care. Yeah, one of the other things, as, as we talked about goals, I think, is um, spending more time with uh, the other people to better understand their goals, better understand their, their backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is there, is there, uh, do they have, you know, particular experiences, very good ones or very bad ones in, in previous um, projects? Um, Or maybe, you know, even there, there are kind of um, outside of the job uh, kind of challenges, you know, how, how do, do they kind of interfere with the job? Because, of course, we are not, you know, working in isolation in the, co <laughs> in the companies where we have, you know, everybody has a real life in the background. Yeah. And um, so, so uh, understanding how this complete picture I think is is really important to um, make sure that um, yeah you can really take care and and um, yeah I think I think you raise a good point because it makes me think of uh, we're we're talking about I think these things in the context of a technical contributor but if you think of uh, someone in a supervisory role um, they need to gain the trust of the employees that are uh, reporting to them. And you, you use the same type of, I think, approach in terms of the competence, the character, and the caring. And the caring uh, piece of it, I think, uh, some of the things you were saying hits right at that, showing a genuine interest in, in what they're doing, how they're doing it, um, uh, and showing an interest in, in things outside of work. Um, if, if you think, again, in terms of opposites, Uh, the person that, that you sit down with and they want to tell you all that they're doing um, but don't really seem to take an interest in what you're doing or how you're feeling or how things are going for you or what your interests might be, um, that's the person that doesn't care. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, you bring up a good point in terms of um, how you, you demonstrate to the team that you care. I talked about that, but in terms of how you demonstrate to individuals that you care, I think some of the things you mentioned um, are, are just the ways to do that and doing it in, in a genuine yeah, nice. way too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think <clears throat> as, you, as you talk about kind of this, you know, how the supervisor can gain trust by um, from his teams that reports to him. I think it's also the other way around, you know, see, see how um, you can get trust from your supervisor. I think it's also kind of uh, very, very important and and in building this relationship with your supervisor because sometimes, you know, influencing your supervisor is also yes. <laughs> part yeah. of your job and, and, and leading your supervisor. So, so, 
you know, in a, in a way leading upwards is, is um, sometimes also important, you know, and not just leading sidewards and up or downwards in kind of the organizational uh, hierarchy level. Yes, I would agree that uh, the, the same way that uh, you, you're the supervisor wants the employees to trust them, the employees want the supervisor to, to trust them. Um, and you, you, the same formula, I think, works, as you said. Okay. In terms of, you know, building these relationships and building the trust with the people, um, how do you actually know whom you need to invest there in? Hmm. Do you need to build trust with everybody? Ah, yes, that's a, that's an, another good question. Um, I, I think with, with your team um i mean if 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 i'm in in a in a management type role um i want to gain the trust of of everyone within my team that team um, my my reports my organization uh because that's in a sense that that helps me do my job for them it, it helps me understand um what motivates them and helps me um meet their needs um, in terms of a team, um, like a multidisciplinary team, that's a really good question. Ideally, yeah, you would like to, to gain the trust and you would like to invest in, in everyone. But, um, and, and I think that should be a goal, but there are obviously going to be maybe some key players uh, that, that maybe have more influence than others and are maybe um, decision makers on the project or who are maybe what you might call sort of more the, the, the core um, of the team. Um, and you'd certainly want to uh, try to, to build relationships and, and invest and in, in gain trust in them first and foremost. Uh, but, I, but I would say you don't do that at the expense of, of others. I, I think that's a key thing is that you, you need to, maybe you need to especially build trust with, with some, some, core people on the team, but you need to still treat everyone um, with, with respect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's uh, important, you know, it, this typical things that comes to my mind is the, um, it's this test for a new starter in a company that first interacts just with the AA, you know, just, you know, just ask for a coffee or something like this before he enters into the room to have the actual interview. I think, you know, um, of course you want to build for foremost, uh, you know, a relationship with the person that is interviewing you, but you still can kind of, you know, be, Build also a relationship with the uh, AA that is, you know, that just ask you whether you want to have a coffee. So, so um, I think you know that is um, these kind of relationships um, are important. But as you said, you know, if you want to invest more, I think focusing first on those that um, obviously have more influence that are that you very work regularly with um that is the most important thing in terms of uh you know building these relationships how can i actually sense whether there's a good relationship 
Mm. <laughs> is it just my gut feeling or is there some, you know, how, how do I get that? Yeah, I, th I think based on, on my experience, um, it's, I think it's gut feel, awareness, um, observations. Um, <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes people will come out and, and just say things that make it, uh, clear to you. But, um, I mean, I mean, some, some telltale signs I, I would try to, to maybe meet and build relationships with, with certain people. And, um, it, you might schedule like a 45 minute meeting and, um, if, if it's a person that maybe you, you're asking questions and they don't really want to engage in the discussion, uh, they don't really want to have a discussion. Their answers are short and quick. And you, you just get this feeling like they're wanting the meeting to be over. They want to move on to their next, uh, whether it's their next meeting or, or their next task. Um, I mean, some of those things you can pick up, I think, uh, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, that the, the person doesn't want to, to build that relationship with you or that they, they don't, they don't want to, uh, they, they don't want you to gain their trust or they don't want to gain your trust. Um, and, and I, I think there are going to be those types of people that are out there. Um, but there, you will find plenty of people who, who do want to, Uh, they, they want to engage with you. They understand the importance of, of you as a member on the team. Um, they're willing to share uh, their, their expertise. They're willing to answer your questions. And then, and then they want to, to do the same uh, for you. They, they, they want to understand who you are. They might have questions that you need to answer for them. Um, but, but I think it's, it's, I mean, there are some, it's sort of the, um, you know, reading the body language, um, taking sort of some of those, some of those little hints and cues and gut feel that, uh, this person, um, maybe they don't want to invest the time in a relationship and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, so, uh, thanks so much for, for this episode where we talked a lot about, um, how to build, you know, a relationship in, um, because that is a foundation to influence other people. Um, we talked about influence and how that relates to, to power. And um, very much we talked about the, the trust is the foundation of all these kind of things. And the, um, that the, how you can build trust. And you mentioned um, competence, character, and caring, and, and the curiosity to, to find out and, and ways to improve trust. Um, and I think we also, you know, mentioned about that, that this trust-building relationships can go into all different directions. Um, of course, with your supervisor, of course, with your team, if you, if you have direct reports. But... Um, very much also in your day-to-day -day interactions in your cross-functional teams. And um, so with that, uh, I think we laid another foundation uh, where we can, in the next episode, actually talk about more kind of uh, skills uh, sets that, that we can need to develop in order to build on this relationship build on these power uh, on these trust relationships and actually get things done because 
trust, building trust is a foundation. Understanding what leadership is is a foundation. And in the next episode, then we'll talk about what are the different skill sets that are important. Thanks so much, Gary, for this interview. It was very, very nice to talk to you again. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Okay. Stay tuned for next time. Bye. Don't forget to sign up for the leadership webinar. It'll be awesome. And you don't want to miss out on this. The webinar is, of course, for free. Just sign up at theeffectivestatistician.com slash webinar. This show was, as always, created in association with PSI. And next week, you'll learn even more about leadership. So come back next week. Thanks for listening and have a great time.